Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have Anna Laidberg on as a special guest. She is a former teacher turned boutique owner, and I'm really excited for her to share about her story and that journey. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. Tell us a bit about yourself. I know that you're a mom, a former teacher, now a boutique owner. What is life like? Right now, especially life is very chaotic. So my kids are um, 13. I'll have an 11-year-old next week and eight. And so right now it's baseball season. They're all involved. My husband and I are running around like crazy. And then we have, we have an acreage out in the country and uh, lots of animals. So I've got a dog sitting on my lap. We've got cats and chickens and a rabbit and a hamster. Um, So yeah, we uh, enjoy it. It's, I grew up in hometown. I never really thought personally that I would ever live out in the country, but I love animals. So this has been really um, fun for me, but it's also a lot of work. Yeah. I just started a mini little, well, not at so many this year, but a garden last year. And I can't believe how much work it is, but I also enjoy it too. And never thought I would. So I, I kind of get it on a smaller scale. Let's see. Now I kind of want to start with you were teaching. Was that something that you turned out to stop enjoying or did you just decide that there was something else tugging on your heart? Tell me about that kind of ending for you before you made that transition into just doing the boutique? Yeah, I, ever since I was in elementary school and middle school, I even wrote it on a seventh grade, um, like a questionnaire that the teacher gave at the beginning of the year. I always wanted to be a teacher. Math was my favorite subject. So I taught eighth grade math for 12 years. Um, So, you know, I went to school for what I always wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I loved it. I loved my team. I loved my school district. Uh, eighth grade is a challenging age. I wouldn't say that was the reason, though, that I got out. But, it, you know, middle school for living it is really hard. And then trying to help kids go through it um, is obviously its own challenge. And things have just changed a lot in mm-hmm. education. Kids have changed. Their challenges have changed. And I was bringing home a lot of their baggage. And mm-hmm. so, you know, having young kids, it was that part was really weighing on me. And I, to be honest, I wanted to get out of education long before I actually did. After I had my second child, so he's the one that'll be turning 11 next week. So 11 years ago, I was desperate to get out. I Mm. um, looked at all types of work from home positions because at that time, then I had a three-year-old then and a newborn. So that didn't make sense to really work for daycare, you know, expenses. So I explored a lot of options. I even at one point had paid... I think it ended up being like $1,500 to take this medical transcription course because that's what I was going to do from home. I was going to transcribe medical documents. And I did that for a few weeks and realized I was not going to do that. Um, (laughs) I was out the money, right? So I didn't, um, but I didn't have a path. I didn't really know what I wanted. A lot of people are like, oh, did you always know that you wanted to be a, you know, boutique owner, an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. Mm. It, uh, I, I like entrepreneurship and the boutique just happened to be the avenue that I followed. 
And I'm really grateful for that because I look at other types of businesses and I don't think I would be a good fit for them. I like working with people. I do like clothes. I'm not a fashionista by any means, but I really do like clothes and I like connecting. Yeah, just connecting people. And so having my store has allowed me to meet so many people in the space of like them owning their own business. And now like I have Willow and Ren bracelets in my store. I sell so many things from local female entrepreneurs. Um, Not that I'm opposed to men, but it just ends up being females. And that part I love. I love having the ability to support other people's dreams and passions kind of within my mind at the same time. Right. So during your search of things, how did you land on boutique when you tried other things and you were searching, how did that finally stick out to you? Yeah. So I think the big catalyst was there is a large, very large business, um, or I don't even want to corporation in our area. And, um, I had a friend whose husband was worked in corporate. He was, uh, high up there. And so he got me an interview for a position underneath him. And I went to this interview. So I was still teaching at the time I went to the interview and I was very anxious and I felt like I was pretending like I was going to try to make myself fit this position when really that position wasn't for me. So it was actually through that interview process. I didn't get the job anyways, which of course was a blessing, but, um, and I feel like that right there told me I didn't want to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to work. Like I wanted to get out of education, but I realized through that, I didn't want to work for somebody else. And like you say, how did boutique come to be? I honestly, I'm, I've, I've told this story and it really doesn't make any sense, but I was driving through town, my small town that I taught in and, um, I saw a vacant building and I just kind of had this idea, like I could have a store and I knew nothing about sourcing clothes. I knew nothing about purchasing things at wholesale. I didn't even understand the difference, honestly, between like a lot of the verbiage in my industry. So I just started researching. I started Googling, YouTubing. I found a coach. Uh, Well, she became a coach, but I found somebody who offered a lot of free content Mm -hmm. and I absorbed that. And then I started paying for content. And just through that, I think a fire was lit, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And she was, she was very niche boutique. And so um, I could have taken what I learned from her and, and gone a different direction, but I didn't, it just felt right. And so, yeah, that vacant building coupled with finding this woman really set the wheels in motion and now they just don't stop. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because I think I've interviewed a lot of women now and it seems like by trying out things and having that moment where you're like, nope, this actually wasn't a fit. Sometimes it stops so many other people. And I think I, I hope that the listeners are listening and thinking, oh, we can change our minds. We can try stuff and we can invest money. And also then say two weeks later, nope, that was not it. And by trying those things, we can learn what is it and what feels right because we've now figured out what didn't. But I think when the, the options are so broad and massive, it can be overwhelming, but I just love how you just tried something. You went with it, changed your mind and just allowed that flow to happen because things happen for a reason. And some of us, I know for myself, sometimes you just, when you change your mind, it almost feels like, oh, you're a quitter. Oh, you're, you put this like stigma to it or you're a failure. And it's just like, we don't need to deem things that big of a deal. 
And so I just love how it just, when you spoke about it, it just seemed like that's just how it was. And it was just simple. There was nothing heavy tied to it. So we did joke in my family, you know, I mean, as a teacher, money is tight. have the extra funds necessarily for me to try something and it not go well, but then we took and turned it. We kind of, so through that course, I had to purchase um, an iPad. I needed an iPad to, I don't even remember, I think to take some of the coursework for the medical transcriptionist, but um, that was the most expensive iPad that I ever purchased. We joke because <laughs> I mean, $1,500 at the time you could have gotten it for 500, but part of it was the coursework. And I had missed the cutoff to like get my money back by days. It was Christmas break. I remember that I was off from school mm-hmm. and I was just having this sinking feeling in my gut that this was not what I wanted to do. And then when I couldn't get my money back, it did feel a little soul crushing for, uh, you know, I don't know, a few hours. And then like right. you said, you have to flip the perspective because really, you know, yes, it is money. And for us, it was a lot of money at the time, but I had, I had an iPad out of it. Right. So then yeah. we used until it uh, until it really broke. Uh, <laughs> but like you said, trying things. I feel like when we're younger, like I said, I wanted mm-hmm. to be a teacher. And so I felt like that was always my path. And to be honest, in college, I didn't do great in my generals my freshman year. I probably enjoyed college life a little too much also. But once I got into the education program, I was a rock star. And so that just like further solidified, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just feel like changing your mind is okay. Like you don't have to feel like what once was your calling is for your forever calling. Yeah. That speaks to me a lot too, because as you know, I'm I'm a teacher as well. And this is my first year not doing that. Like you said, I also rocked all of my teaching courses. It was so easy and it just was like, oh, this must be the right path because this is just effortless as my sister is like trudging with her accounting backpack of books, like everywhere and studying for all these massive tests. And I'm like planning student teaching lessons for my kindergartners and like coloring and cutting things out. I'm like, this is great. So it just seems so effortless and affirming that this is what I was good at. And when I would go in to teach, it also was just, it was easy. I could get the student's attention easily it wasn't hard, but I, when you said in the beginning about how you brought home that baggage from your students and having taught sixth graders, I really heavily felt that. And, and exactly same thing for me, my kids are young and that weighed on me so much as a mother that they were getting that version of me that was left over, uh, which was really the catalyst for the, the change. But I wonder if when you were deciding to leave, did you have people say, but you're so good at this. You're so good at this. Why would you change? don't you like this? Don't, you know, ask you these questions that you've already probably thought about and you already know you that. Yeah, I agree. I am am good at this, but I guess I I felt like I didn't know really know what to say because I I agreed that I was good at it, but just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's your calling for life. I wonder if you experienced stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that it's fulfilling either just because you're good at it. I think I had a principal, well, I had, I mean, I had many great principals, but that just really pumped me up and was like, wow, what you're doing is so unique. And so I did a flipped classroom where I videotaped Mm -hmm. all my lessons and then worked with students in class on homework. And it was great. And I really, really loved that, that modality, that, that method that I was using. And so, yeah, he really just made me feel like I was like a trailblazer. Yeah. And but at the same time, I felt like, like you said, I was spending so much time even at home just to get that ready to be that mm. good at school. 
full baggage coming home, workload coming home, all of that. And I will say as an entrepreneur, I do not have a great work-life balance right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on getting more people in my life and in my space to kind of offload some of that mm. so that I'm not taking, but I just love it. I love it <clears throat> so much that I want to surround myself with it all the time. People did. Yes. Give me that. And I will say, I also felt like that I was really good with students. You know what I mean? Not just yeah. the, the teaching of it, but yeah. I really with a lot of fringe kids. So mm-hmm. you know, I feel like each teacher kind of had their, their niche students that really dr- were drawn to them. And for me, it was the kids that were on the bubble and yes. To leave that and and leave them behind, but I, you know, you also know that there's many great teachers out there, and somebody will fill my void, students. But that was really hard. I totally, I totally get that too. So you decide on going for the boutique. Did you do these things simultaneously for a while? Yeah. So um, I launched the boutique in 2018, June 1st, the last day of school. I was actually on a field trip in Mount Olympus, and I was sitting with my coworkers by the pool. The kids were all out playing and I hit publish on my website. So that was June 1st. And then during the summer, I did like pop-ups and, you know, that sort of thing. And in the fall, and I then got my brick and mortar in November of, you know, the next year. So that was the school year I was teaching. I was open very minimally. I think I was open Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4 to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, maybe 9 to 1 or something. And November was a perfect time to open because in retail, it is like the busiest time. So I had November, December to really build up a clientele in my town. And then that just carried over. So by, I think it was probably March that I sat down with my accountant and my, uh, the HR person at school just to say, well, first, actually the first thing I did, which I would recommend anybody in any position try is I sat down with our school superintendent and I asked for a leave of absence. Mm -hmm. I tried. Is that what you got? That's what I got. Yep. Tried and it was denied. Um, I wanted to take a sabbatical, but in in hindsight, it was a blessing because it really forced me to go all in. So um, I was denied that. So then I sat down with the two, you know, accountant and HR, and was like, "What is my package worth at school? Like, what 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 do I take home each month?" And then with my accountant, okay, these are my average sales. How much do I have to sell each month in order to just Mm -hmm. make it even? So that I had a goal, right? In mind, each month I needed to sell this many dollars worth of clothes in order to make up my teacher's salary. And all at the same time, though, while I was teaching that whole year, I didn't I didn't reinvest everything back into the business. So what I would have used to pay myself, I just put into a like an emergency fund. So if I never made, okay. if there was a month make that, you know, X amount of dollars, I could pull from that fund just to make myself to mm. make it easy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I built a safety net around myself so that I wasn't so I mean, especially go to my husband and say, I think I can make this work. But I also if if it doesn't work this month or that month, I've got, you know, money in the bank, so to speak. Yeah, I know. I like that a lot. So you really, you had mentioned before, like, you didn't know anything about running a boutique, but you got the people that you needed your accountant, the 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 people at school, and you sat down and you figured out the exact numbers so that you had information that you weren't just going in blindly. It's fun to just say like, let's just take this leap, but really, yeah. we have responsibilities as adults and mothers, and you know we're in charge of a lot of people and a lot of things, and we can't just do that. And along those lines of not knowing everything about a boutique, tell me what that process was like for you or advice you have for someone that they want to do something new, 
they, they have no idea how to do it. How did you continue to, was it just whatever the next step was you learned or how did you continue that path of, I'm going to figure this out? I mean, I really, I, again, this is why I feel like I knew this was my passion was that I can't, I couldn't consume information fast enough. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was mowing the lawn. I was listening to a podcast or profit first, like very dry book, but that helped really set my um, financials up to be very mm-hmm. successful. So I feel like I was always consuming content related to either boutique specific or just entrepreneurship And then also making connections. So one thing I feel like I'm good at is connecting with people, talking to people and, and just not being shy, like putting myself out Mm -hmm. there. I don't know. Do I get embarrassed? Absolutely. But uh, you got to let it roll off your back at some point. So connecting with people who are either further ahead than me or Mm -hmm. in the same place, but were having struggles and they were also open to talking about it. That really helped being in a community of people within my community. So like within our small area, but then also getting into groups and spaces kind of where it's like people from across the country Mm. that are in experiencing the same issues as me. Um, And a lot of it can happen online. It doesn't have to be in-person events, but by um, just connecting over, I mean, a lot of Facebook groups that are boutique specific and I just peruse and search any I don't know, struggle or challenge I'm having. I just posted one this morning, a question that I had. And so just offering or being open to feedback from other people yeah, is really huge. There's just endless amounts of information that we have at our fingertips in this day and age. You you can stay at home and still find all the people and all the answers. I, I like that a lot. Tell me what advice you have for someone that is wanting to be an entrepreneur. Let's let's do a specific entrepreneur. What what's your best advice that you were given or that you've learned for someone starting out on that path that's new to entrepreneurship? Both things. Number one, do not be afraid to fail. Like mm-hmm. I mean, any aspect, but entrepreneurship, especially if you've never owned a business or you're like you don't have. I don't have family. Well, my in laws yeah. did own a very successful uh, meat processing plant, but I didn't grow up with entrepreneurship in my blood. Everything I did was a potential mistake. It's a risk, right? So not letting that stop you. Mm. And then I really do genuinely believe in surrounding yourself with people who have that growth mindset. So it's also easy, you know, there's internet, there's every type of person out there. Do not get into the groups or the people where they complain all the time, Mm. because it's going to drag you down. All of a sudden, you're going to find yourself becoming somebody who's very skeptical and, oh, this isn't going to work. You know, you have to put yourself in a position where you're with other people who will push you and make you uncomfortable to a you know a certain degree but also that are going to have your back um and that are going to cheer you on. I think that is crucial. Gold right there. Let's wrap up with this final question and I've loved everything you said and as a someone who just left the classroom I can just relate so deeply in my soul to all of this. What message do you hope overall that a, a woman listening today takes with her, if she forgets everything else we've talked about today, what do you want her to walk away with today and just kind of hold with her? I would say it's never too late to start over. So I I don't think just because you've always done something, you always have to do something that if you have a desire inside of you to make a change and it doesn't have to be as big of a change as a career, it could be a lifestyle change. It could be wanting to start a new habit, like whatever that might be. It's never too late to start. 
Yes. And then um, I got literally got this tattooed on my body. I have it says K Sara Sara, which means whatever will be will be. Mm. So also to kind of be always open and to receive signs from the universe, mm. from God, from whatever you want to say that um, sometimes things are happening for you. They're not happening to you. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your story. You had such beautiful things to say. And if our listeners want to check out Cooley Boutique and follow you, where can they find all that? So I will say our our biggest community is on Facebook, actually, um, considering. So depending on when this comes out, I'm going to, I want to start a Facebook group. I actually don't have one, but we have most okay. of our followers on Facebook at Cooley Boutique. Uh, Instagram is at Cooley Boutique as well. We have a website, which is CooleyBoutique.com. <laughs> and then a free app. So if you go to the App Store or Google Play Store, it is Cooley Boutique. So everything is the same handle, kind of easy to find. Yes, perfect. And you're in Galesville, Wisconsin, right? Yes, I suppose that would be useful to know. Galesville, yeah. Wisconsin, with a second location to come actually in my hometown of Altoona, Wisconsin, which is right up by Eau Claire. That oh, is easy. Yeah. I just, I just, um, got accepted into this, um, new container park. It's either going to open this fall or next spring. I haven't heard it's so new. So, Oh, exciting. Congratulations. So I will tag all of that in the show notes for our listeners. And I just, another thank you to you for giving us your time and being on today. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. To the listeners, have a better brave day. Okay. And if you've stuck around this long, you are getting a special gift from Anna and her boutique, Cooley Boutique, you can go and download the free app, Cooley Boutique. The spelling, the links, and things will be in the show notes. And when you do, you can use the promo code BETTERBRAVE for 15% off a one-time purchase. So that is your special gift from Anna and Cooley Boutique. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner, or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.